everybody so today is my february wrap up i did not read a ton of books in february but i started the month by finishing up a really long book and i'm also ending the month with a really long book and i've been reading a lot of books physically and so i feel like it makes sense to me that my reading was down a little bit also it was like my birthday and what else happened i don't know maybe nothing but february is a shorter month by all of one day this month um and I just kind of figured I wasn't going to read a lot this month I read a lot last month and so I kind of figured I was like going to slow down a little bit this month so I'm perfectly fine with that I read nine books I dnf'd five which I also think factors into reading less books but we'll get into all of that this month I read three books physically three books as ebooks and three books as audiobooks I gave five of the books five stars three of the books four stars and only one book three star which I think is fantastic stats in my opinion um like I said I dnf'd more books this month than previously um but I kind of found I just don't care a few of them were on my anticipated five stars list and that was part of the reason I was holding out to like try to keep reading them but I just gave myself permission because I really just don't care I'm not going to force myself through a book that is just boring to me when there are tons of other books that I'd rather read because I hold myself to this like list that I make when I apparently don't know myself at all that's just so silly um and like also I've been utilizing the shit out of my library I have like 10 maybe more books um on my TBR shelf like I have them requested from the library and they're sitting on my shelf um and that is not counting the stack of like three or four books that's on my nightstand of books that I've already like read or I'm reading right now and then also I have a bunch of holds at the library still so I need to chill but also um I've just been going like request quite request request crazy um and I normally end up when I do that like I kind of stop picking them up like I just like I'm like "Eh, I don't feel like I'm not gonna get them which now that I think about it's probably a really terrible thing to do to a librarian I saw something on a video that said requesting books is good for libraries even if you don't read them well obviously nobody knows if you read them or not but it shows what people are interested in so I'm going to keep requesting and holding on to all of these books until they have to go back um, and try to actually read them before but that means that I certainly don't have the time to be reading boring ass books when I have all these other ones ready and waiting and I'm not even kidding when I got these books like I got a decent haul from the library and I'm looking at them and I'm like I want to read every single one of these books right now I do not want to read anything else I just and of course right before I went and picked up the books I got Project Hail Mary which is like 500 pages long and tedious because it's like science fiction it's a fantastic book so I'm not mad at all but I just started it and I was like do I really want to read this right now when I have all these other books that are probably a lot shorter? And I was like, oh, so I'm still reading Project Hail Mary, but they're all these books are like calling out to me. So I really don't want to be reading books that are just like not entertaining to me in any way, shape or form when I have all these other books that I could be reading. So anyways, nine books, five DNF. Let's get into it. The first one is No One Can Know by Alice Kate by Kate Alice Marshall. 
I barely remember anything about this book. It's about this woman who has to move back to this old house that she used to live in. But people think that she killed her parents in this house. And it was like one of those situations where there's a bunch of secrets and you don't know what the secrets are, but they hint and hint and hint at the fact that there are secrets. And it's like, we get it. Either tell me or shut up. And the main character's husband was a major douche. And so I think I was just like turned off. I think that Kate Alice Marshall books might not be for me because I DNF'd another book of hers. I think it was like uh, The Family Game or something Um, or These Fleeting Shadows. Maybe that's what it was. Something like that. Uh, It had a blue cover. I think both of those books have a blue cover. But I do have like the What Lies in the Woods or something from Book of the Month. So at some point I'm going to need to give that a go. But I I just kind of feel like I don't like her books. I think that they're like thriller slash horror mixed with like literary fiction they're just kind of boring and I just don't like them next I DNF'd Wild at Heart by K.A. Tucker this fucking book man I really really love the first one but that's mostly because of the relationship between Kala and her dad I don't know if it's Kala or Kaya but I'm gonna say Kala um and I really really loved the found family aspect but I didn't enjoy the romance between Kala and Jonah and that's a huge part of the story so I had a feeling that I might not like the second book because if you know you know um and I it was like kind of like a 50 50 it was like either the found family thing is still going to be there and I'm going to love that which I do maybe think is a possibility that that was still there um but definitely not in the same way or I'm just going to totally hate it and it's just like they're so immature it's exhausting and they've known each other for less than a year and they go and buy a house together and he basically forced her to do this because she was like why don't we rent somewhere and he's like I'm not renting I'm buying and it's like I understand like being an adult and like wanting to buy but also like read the room and like understand the situation like you guys have just started dating like you've just decided that you're going to live in the same place like what do you mean you have to move in and they're just like playing house basically and it's so it's so ridiculous he got everything he wanted and she got like nothing that she wanted and she's making way more compromises than he is and she just like basically bumbles around the house every day and it was so freaking boring and sad and they have such immature fights and they seem like they're such a bad match for each other like they almost encourage worse behaviors out of each other like they bring out the bad sides in each other like And other people don't do that. Like, they bring out the bad sides. And it's just, like, annoying. And I think they would have been better off staying where they were in Alaska because it doesn't seem like her life is any different now than where they were in the first book. And it was just, like, so infuriating, so slow. And I also didn't enjoy – there's a bunch of, like, new side characters. And I hated a lot of them. They were, like, really overbearing and, like, trying to, like, shove their way into the book. And it wasn't necessary. I didn't need – I would have rather her been, like, isolated and alone. And I understand that that's probably not the point the point is probably that she makes a newfound family and I accidentally read there's like a novella after this book I accidentally read like the first chapter or so um of the next book before I read this book and it kind of messed me up because I kind of already know going into it sort of things that happen uh obviously because chronologically (laughs) I missed a an entire book um so I read like the first chapter or so and I like learned some things and so like I kind of get the gist based on that and I just I just don't care it's just it's just fucking annoying and Kala is fucking annoying and Jonah is annoying they're just both annoying and I'm just gonna leave the simple wild as it is and it's just a one-off and that's totally fine with me 
The next one is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I have DNF'd this before and I got further this time. I was listening to the audiobook, but I DNF'd for the same reason. I had realized like I didn't care. I had like time had passed. I think like I don't typically listen to audiobooks over the weekend. Like um, over the weekend, I take naps with my son. I don't do that at work. Like he sleeps you know, alone. Um, but we just have never done that at home. Like there just was never a move to the crib at nap time. And it's just, I enjoy cuddling with him. So, um, we nap together. And because of that, like if I'm, I can't, I'm not like doing anything. I'm not like listening to an audiobook. And like, sometimes I listen in the car on the way, you know, it just kind of depends on the day. But, um, I, I think I was listening to it on like a Friday and then by Monday I think I was like yeah I don't care I don't need to listen to this anymore um and I just it 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 was just this thing where it was like why am I reading a biography about a woman that isn't real and I do understand that fiction books are just snippets of like people's fake lives and whatever but like something about this format of the book is it was just like so boring to me it was slightly more interesting this time because I got to like her second or third husband, but at the, at like some point, I think it was like the second or third husband. It just felt bland. It felt repetitive. It felt like, okay, and then I married this guy and this is what happened. And then I married this guy and this is what happened. It was like, why am I reading about all this woman's fake husbands? And it feels very similar. The like biography part of it feels very similar to the heiress by Rachel Hawkins. The, there's like a woman in there that had four husbands. The, the dress on the cover is green. Like it feels like it's emulating a little bit Evelyn Hugo. And she's telling her story in letters but in between that there are like all these other characters and there's this drama that's pushing the story forward and it pushes the letters forward and I think that makes all the difference this book is just boring and it's not for me and I I do I do understand why people like it and I love Taylor Jenkins Reid but I just can't do it it was a nice thought but it's just not for me Next, I DNF 14 Days by Margaret Atwood. This is another one that I was anticipating giving five stars to. This seemed really interesting, and I will try anything that Margaret Atwood is attached to. This is a collection, and beforehand, I knew that it was a collection, and it was about, like, COVID stories. Um, It's, like, 14 stories for, like, the 14 days of... um, isolation but there's like this introduction that was really cool where they tell you that there are 36 authors that were attached to the project and they don't tell you who wrote which story until the end of the book like you can go to the end of the book and um like it'll tell you like who's who did what and which story was written by who and whatever and I think that's kind of neat like one not knowing because typically in like story collections like it's like this is the author and like you read the story by the author and you kind of know but I think like um that probably makes like the collection as a whole like kind of gel together like real people because it's written by a bunch of different people and I think that's fun and I think you can try to pick out the writing that you're familiar with or decide you really like a writing and then find a new author I think that's really fun I'm actually going to try to suggest this to Books and Lala because I think that she would really enjoy that aspect. Um, But ultimately, it was about COVID and I was not interested. (laughs) And short stories typically are not my thing. So this was a bit of a random choice, but I did want to give it a shot. And it was kind of similar to Evelyn Hugo where I was just listening to it and it was fine. But then I was like, I don't really care. And I just stopped listening. And then the last one is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. I wanted to like this so, so much. I've had this on my TBR for so long. And I always hear someone talk about it. And it always, like, I feel so compelled to try it. But then I, like, kind of scare myself away. 
And a big problem that I had with this book is that it's told from like an alien's point of view and that makes it funny, but there's tons and tons and tons of random ass alien words and it's really hard to dissect. Uh, the, the book is like I think less than 200 pages or something and I was like really excited to just like knock it out in a day um, just like one sitting like you know one and done but it's so tedious because there's all these random ass words and stuff and I it just felt like a chore to read it and I started reading Project Hail Mary and by comparison I'm absolutely loving this and it's it's kind of the same there's a bunch of words that I'm tripping over and stuff because it's like so science fiction-y and so I think like there's part of me that thinks like I could give this another chance at some point and try again because I do hear good things about it but it's funny um but it was just it was just too much for me it was like I thought I was getting into this book that was like 200 pages but I was actually getting into this book that's like written in another language like that's how it felt it was just like fucking weird um And it's funny that like Project Hail Mary was the book I picked up like right after this because it's like I think they have some similarities but I just I couldn't do it. But I did like I did like mark a few of the pages or like passages because there were things that I liked about the books but I just I couldn't I couldn't finish the book. Okay before I get into the books that I read I have a few random things that I want to mention in sort of relation to my reading. Um, The first is that I am reading a book that I will have to finish in March. Um, It's called My Little Eye or something. And it had the word, I can't even pronounce it, Schoidenfruit, Schadenfruit, something like that. I've never seen this word before, I don't think ever. Um, It means pleasure derived by someone, pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune and then I was listening to the last summer at the Golden Hotel and it said that word because I was listening to the audiobook and I paused it and went back and it said that word and I was like oh my god and the fact that like back to back in two days I heard the same word that I've never heard before well I read it and then I heard it never heard it before I was like what the fuck this is so weird so yeah I thought that was really weird and then Um, in a similar vein of words that you've never seen I was listening to Brianna Fox's podcast from like July and her and her friend were talking about words that you don't know how to pronounce and stuff like that or like words like you've never seen and then you read them and whatever Um, and she said that her mother-in-law is a really big reader and she came across a book a word in a book that she didn't know and the girl was like really excited because she has been into painting and apparently there's a paint called gouache like guasha like whatever the face rolling whatever stuff is or whatever those little stones are. Um, but she was like, it's spelled differently than guasha. It's gouache and it's like, you know, it's spelled with like an E and all this stuff. And she was really excited that she knew what the word was because she kind of seems like she's a little bit of a ding dong. Um, and then she spelled the word and I stopped the podcast and I was like, oh my God. The word was definitely not gouache, some random ass paint that this girl happen to know the word was gauche I would probably give my child to bet that that was the word that it was gauche because gauche is a really weird word and it looks funny and I'm pretty sure gauche is spelled similar to the gouache that she's talking about the paint or whatever I looked it up because she spelled it and she spelled gauche and they don't have like comments or anything it's a podcast like there's not any way for me to like communicate and see if anybody else caught that and it's also a podcast from like July so it's like not worth like going back and like trying to find someone else that's like oh my god that's but it just was so funny because I was like wait she's wrong 
I don't even know. I don't even have the book in front of me. I don't know what book it was. I just, I know for a fact the word was gauche because gauche is such a weird word. And so I know that that is what was, there's no way gouache was in a fucking book of a reader. A reader is reading fiction books. There's no way the word gouache was in a book. It was gauche. And I bet so much money on that. And it's so infuriating that I can't see if anyone else agrees with me and see like that anyone else caught that or know if I'm like the smartest person in the world and I'm the only person that caught it. It was just so funny to me. I like ran to tell my husband. I was like, oh my God. Um, and then the last thing, so I was reading the second book in the Thursday Murder Club series by Richard Osman, Osman, whatever. And I was reading it at the same time as I was reading The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset. And in The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset, they mention watching the TV show that Richard Osman is on. He's like some sort of TV host or producer or something in Britain. And it was so funny. I was like, that's so weird Like for that to happen, for me to be reading. Like I was reading the Thursday Murder Club book physically and the Eudora Honeyset book as an ebook. So I was reading them kind of at the same time. And I was like, that's so funny that I was reading them at the same time. And um, that it mentioned literally the author of the other book that I'm reading. It's not like somebody mentioned like fucking like, um, like Stephen King. It's not like, you know, they mentioned like Charles Dickens. Like they mentioned like have you read a book by Richard Osman? You know what I'm saying? Like they mentioned someone like kind of off the wall. So I thought that was fun. Um, it, it was interesting that I was reading so many London books at the same time. But anyway, um, so at one point I remember that I stopped and I told Tommy like, isn't that funny? There's this overlap between these two books. So then I remember that I was reading the Olivia Newton-John book and there was something that came up in that book and it was, I was listening to that book. So while I was reading these other two books, I was listening to the Olivia Newton-John book. And there was something that I remember popping up in her book that also was in one of the other two books that I was reading. And I was like, isn't that so weird that this happened, that there's an overlap in these two books and there's also an overlap in these two books. And so like all three of my books were connected because I think it was, um, it was like in the, whatever. So I was like, you know, they're connected. Like, isn't that so weird? And so then when I finished the book, I was like, I kind of keep notes on my phone if I can remember. And I wanted to make a note of that because I thought it was interesting. And I was like, Tommy, do you remember what I told you the books had in common, like what the overlap was? And he was like, no, I have no idea. And then he was like, but I was telling someone at work how I heard a country song in your car when we were out over the weekend. And it reminded me of some like really old pop song, but even if I could remember the pop song, I'll never be able to remember the country song that was playing in your car. And I was like, well, what was the pop song? Because I can find the country song. And he was like, I don't know. He's like, it's something like about like get out, leave. And like he's saying it so tone deaf. Like he's not saying it in any sort of style. And immediately I was like, it's JoJo. And he was like, what? And I was like, it's too little, too late. Or it's like leave, get out, like whatever. And um, so I played that and then I looked up the playlist that I was playing over the weekend in the car and I was able to find the country song and the chords sound the same as the JoJo song. It's like um like Chase Matthew or something. It's like fine by me. Um I think that's his name. I don't know. 
But anyways, so I was like, okay, listen, I helped you. Now you have to help me because it was something that was bothering him all week. And I was like, I need you to help me. And I was like, I need you to just rattle off anything that you can remember me telling you about the Olivia Newton-John book. And so he's like, okay. And he said like two things. And the second one, it was, I was like, oh my God, that's it. I was like, that's what I wanted to remember. I was like, thank you. Um, so it was her dad worked for MI6, which is like the FBI secret service, some sort of government agency. I watched Killing Eve. I thought that MI6 was fake. I did not think it was real. So that was a revelation. But anyway, um, that also pops up in the Richard Ozen book. So I was like, how the fuck is it possible that the books are overlapping like that? I think it's so, it's so interesting. And there's got to be a reason. I don't know. I cannot even fathom what the reason would be that something like that would happen. But it's just like when I was reading, I was reading three books at a time again, because I'm always reading like one of each format. And um, I think it was like sometime over the summer or something when like every character two of the books had a main character named Naomi and one of them had a character named Noemi and I was like how the fuck does that happen like that's such a random name it's not like Sarah in every single book it's not like Michelle like it's 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 Naomi or Noemi like that's such a random name and so like for that to happen like there's got to be something that happens like there's got to be some reason and I know it's probably just like it like the red car thing where like I see it and so I remember it and then I see it and then I remember it and something like that. I know it's got to be probably something like that and like all of my books probably overlap in some way or another. Um, but it just it was very it was very interesting and I found it immensely enjoyable. Okay, so now getting into the books that I read, I read The Adventures of Amina Al Sarafi by Shannon Chakraborty. I mostly read this because I needed a pirate book for the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, but I did sort of want to read it based on everyone's like hype for it last year. It's about this pirate, Amina Asarafi. She is retired. She's a captain and she is tracked down and asked to do a job and she gets like some of her old crew back together and she has a bunch of hurdles to get through and it's like a typical fantasy book. Um, and I did really like the book. I gave it four stars. The tone was really funny, even though it feels like it's set like you know, pirate books don't feel like modern, like they feel like they're set like in the past. And um, it has like modern type jokes, like it's really silly. And it has like moments that are like kind of tongue in cheek and funny. Um, And I found that really fun. And I also love a found family and the adventure stuff was really fun. So I thought that that was really great. Some of the magic was a little out there. And the book was so freaking long that it felt like some of it was a little unnecessary. There's this whole part where there's there's this whole like bird situation. And I was like, this is so, I don't need any of this. And I understand why it's important to the book. But I was just like, this is, it's going on for too long. Um, and it felt like it could maybe have just like been two books somehow. Or it could have been cut down a lot. I don't know what the, I don't know how it could have been cut down. But it I just feel like it could have. Um, but my biggest complaint and probably the only reason why I didn't give it five stars was because Amina is this like notorious pirate. Like she is like the biggest badass captain around. Like she is legendary. Everyone knows her name. Like she is like the one that they all talk about. And she's not special like in any way. She's not super great at anything and she's not super impressive. Um, and she's just like falling into the chosen one trope in such a weird way. 
I think because she's, like, kind of old, so it's kind of weird. Um, but, like, she's not a badass. Like, she's not good at anything. She gets herself into all these binds, and she always needs someone to help her get out, which is so cringy. Um, and, like, she's not, like, super great at fighting. She's not super smart. She's not, like, great at outwitting people. Like, she's not great at really anything. And it almost would have been better if she had something that did make her stand out. Like, if she had some special magical ability or something. Like, that almost would have been better because it would have like explained why or she just like was like really good at her job like that would that would maybe but like it didn't um the only thing that I can say that makes her like a good captain is like she like is down to like die for her people like she like puts herself in harm's way but like that's it and so maybe that's why everybody talks about her because it's like she's legendary for that but um it just was really frustrating about how she was like so amazing but she never really did anything to prove that um but I did like it and I feel like I would probably read the next one at some point because everyone thinks that there's going to be another one um but um yeah it was really frustrating however I did like a lot of the writing I haven't looked at these since fucking the beginning of the month when I finished this book so I'm gonna look uh at these quotes I've been doing this thing where whenever I read something if if I think that there is something uh interesting or whatever like I am going to make a note of it and and keep it um okay most of these are just about being a mother honestly like they don't actually and then there's some other ones that are just like kind of about the funny banter there's one where they kind of all get back together and then one of the guys is like oh my god this is gonna be so fun the gang's getting all back together we should go rob something and then there's another one where um somebody shows up and uh there's this there's this woman that's like the the mistress of poisons or something and he's like this is the marital dispute mistress of poisons stay out and like just like the way that they reference each other is really fun um but there's one that says um people may not have survived this long by confusing oh wait wait, wait, but i have not survived this long by confusing courage with foolishness people may call my kind sea rats but let me tell you rats know when to fucking run and it's just like kind of stuff like that where it's like they're pirates like they're just talking like ye old pirate ship and like whatever but like rats know when to fucking run like it's just like sort of like funny stuff like that um and I I really enjoy that and then like it's just like kind of just like this exasperated like way of talking to each other um that I think is funny uh so there's like something something uh, something happens and then they're like, none of us are good examples of, or none of us are examples of good decision making. And it's just stuff like that. So I just think it's like really funny and I do enjoy some of the quippy little things that happen in this book. Next, I read Dancing in My Nudie Pants. And then I also at some point this month read Away Laughing on a Fast Camel. Both are by Louise Renison. They're in the Georgia, I don't know, whatever the series is called. Um, and I gave Dancing in My Nudie Pants four stars, and I gave Away Laughing on a Fast Camel five stars, and I really love these silly little YA books. I honestly, honestly, like, okay, so I just read five. I don't remember, like, anything that happened in four, um, and I think I liked five a little bit more. Nothing really happens in these books. Uh, it's just kind of vibes, but Georgia is so fucking funny, and it's just really hard not to enjoy them. Um, and I really want to read the next one already because I just like being in her head. And I also really want to use the term nervy bee in a sentence because 
she's always talking about someone is going to have a nervy bee. And I think that that is just so funny. Um, so let me see. I probably actually have quotes from both of, oh shit. I forgot. I probably have quotes. I do. I have quotes from both of the books. So bear with me. If you need to fast forward, go ahead. Um, honestly, the amount of times I'm told to be quiet, I might as well have not wasted my time learning to speak. Sometimes when I talk to Jazz, I can feel the will to live ebbing away. Jazz is hopeless at it. When I, as Perky, asked her what her hopes for the future were, she said, world peace and more freely available organic vegetables. How interesting is that? Not is the correct answer. Exhausted, but up like a startled earwig at 8.15 a.m. thanks to Libby blowing her new bugle in my ear. What complete fool had bought her that? Dad, obviously. I care too much for people. I'm a bit like Jesus, only not so heavily bearded. Sacre but bloody, sacre but blah, 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 sacre bloody blue. I am going to be an orphan soon. Oh, well. Then he strode off like he thought he was David Beckham, which I think he does. Burr, Mrs. Stampad is doing hockey maneuvers in minus 540. It's just like the silly little jokes, honestly. Oh, blimey O'Reilly's vest and pants. What is it with teachers? Do they make a list of things that happened ages and ages ago just to hang around waiting for something else to add to them? Why doesn't she read some of the books I read? Let things go. Relax. Don't sweat the small stuff. Talk to dolphins. Go with the flow, etc. My hockey career might be over, but there is still something I can do for England. And no, I didn't mean to leave it. I like to leave England. Doing something for England by leaving. Um... I never thought the day would dawn when I would be the victim of a group hug. I may never do another nice thing in my life. It really isn't worth it. I could see Mr. Across the Road looking at me. He should do some voluntary work. Perhaps he could be a seeing-eyed dog or something. Um, And then the next one. um, Let's see. I don't know what they teach her at nursery school, but it's not how to be normal. Oh, marvelous. I have to be wise woman of the forest for my mates. Also, it reminded me that if Ellen found out about Dave the Laugh Snogging scenarios, there might well be fisticuffs at dawn. Um, he's so bloody confident. He went off in the kitchen and a few girls, including Ellen, who, as we know, has no pride to speak of, went after him. Um... He was te- he was the one that taught me secrets of the horn, and now he has gone off with another girl. Jazz went, I know. Just went off immediately with another girl. I know. I'm not even warm in my grave. <laughs> um, at one time, I had boys snogging my ears and so on, and now I'm alone for the rest of my life. How did that happen? How come I have peaked already? Wow, sometimes she's almost psychic. How did she know all this? Has she been tuning into radio jazz? She's talking about her mom. That's funny. Um, however, to be a jolly good pal, and I sincerely hope that baby Jesus is not having the night off in Africa or something, and is therefore noticing my goodness and planning a reward in the shape of a gorgy half-Italian, half-hamburger, go-go bloke. Anyway, what was I saying before I so rudely interrupted myself? Oh, yes. To be a jolly good pal, I make it her a curly whirler and wrap it up in special wrapping paper. I have to say, in principle, I agree, but in practice, I cross my fingers whilst I made the vow because I... If I can snaffle Massimo, I'm afraid this is one for one because they made a pack that was like all for one and one for all. She's like, but if I can get him, it's one for one. I think everyone must have crossed their fingers because our vow of sisterhood lasted about 10 minutes. We just settled down for another hour of complete misery and bollocks, blithering heights, when two window cleaners bobbed up at the windows. They were not what you would call very fit-looking boys, but they were boys, and none of us had seen a boy for er, about an hour and a half, if you don't count Elvis Atwood, which we don't. Anyway, that... 
that anyway that is that is it there is a career I will never be having I will never be going to Congo which is just as well I haven't been able to find it on the map she was talking about how she's gonna be a doctor I don't know exactly where he is but how big can America be which I thought it was funny because she doesn't know anything about America because she lives in London um so I just think these books are fucking great and they're so silly and I don't care Next, I read The Resort by Sarah Ox. This was my February book of the month pick, and it was sort of fun and flashy, but ultimately nothing really happened, and then everything that happened at the end was kind of silly. Um, But it's about this group of people that live on a really touristy island in Thailand, and people keep dying there, and there's this girl who's got secrets, and someone is threatening to expose her, and then there's this other girl that's visiting that also seems to have secrets, and um, no one was, like, really memorable, And like I said, the end was just a bit of a mess and it was all very convenient. So I ended up giving it three stars. And like thinking back on it, it might have been four. I think I was just frustrated that I wasted my time reading a book physically that I didn't love. Okay, next I listened to Don't Stop Believin' by Olivia Newton-John. I needed to read a memoir about a woman in rock and roll and Olivia Newton-John was on this list and I don't think that I would put her in a rock and roll category and put her on this list, but Dolly Parton was on the list and this felt a little more close to the truth than what that would have been and maybe I'll read Dolly Parton's memoir at another time, but I just felt like Olivia Newton-John was more my speed. I was going to read, there was a Pat Benatar one that was on there, she has a memoir, but she doesn't have the audiobook available at my library just the physical or the just the ebook and I just really prefer to read memoirs like to listen to memoirs from the person like telling me I very very rarely enjoy reading memoirs that are not audiobooks um I don't have a ton of interest in Olivia Newton-John beyond like the next person but I did end up realizing that she is a little nostalgic for me obviously I loved Greece like everyone else but I also watched Xanadu with my grandparents when I was little um a lot and I really loved that and then like I've had her music kind of stuck in my head since I read this and so I kind of realized like I've listened to um her music like it was on playlists that I remember hearing at my grandparents' house. Um, and then I probably couldn't have told you anything else about her other than one of my favorite Christmas movies is A Mom for Christmas. It was like a wonderful world of Disney movie or something. And she was like this mannequin that came alive. And she like was this girl's like stand-in mom. And it's so fucking bananas. But I loved it. It was like my first Barbie movie. I loved it so much. It was it was like – it's like a quintessential Christmas movie for me. I'm going to make Tommy watch it sometime and he's going to be – flabbergasted he's gonna be like what the fuck is this molly could you possibly be snoring any louder (sighs) anyways um so it was really interesting because she talked about all of these things that she wanted to do she wanted to sing or be on tv or have a show or save the world or open a boutique or make clothes or open a wellness center and like the list goes on and on she was like able to do it she just did whatever she wanted to do um and so like on the one hand you kind of go like that's a really charmed life like it must be nice to live in Australia and just like buy this property and turn it into a retreat for all of your friends like that kind of thing it must be really nice to marry your husband in the rainforest la da da but on the other hand she dealt with so much grief everyone in her life died from cancer like her family members her friends like all these people like person after person was dying um there was this like little girl like her and her friends had a daughter at the same time and the daughters grew up together and when the daughter was like five or six like she died of cancer like it was just over and over like dying and dying and dying and then she got cancer multiple times and it's kind of like maybe she deserved it. Like maybe she deserved all this really good stuff that she got to do. Um, she was like really rah-rah for the earth and the animals. And it seems like she was just like a really good person. So I feel like it kind of all works out that she's like able to follow all of her passions and pursuits because 
I mean, maybe, maybe she deserves it. I don't know. So it just seems like she was like a really nice person and a really interesting person. And she lived a very interesting life and she had a lot of interesting stories and it was five stars for me. Next, I read The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Oseman. Everyone says that they gave the first book four stars, the second book five stars, and I did the same. Um, I feel like a lot of times in series, the second book sucks because the characters all split up and I'm realizing maybe that's just in like fantasy or like YA, like uh dystopian whatever kind of books because in mystery books I'm noticing the second book is even better than the first because the characters are already established and you just get deeper into the mystery with less of the like explaining who everyone is kind of thing and so like I'm thinking like Molly the Maid those those books um the second book was better the Agatha series the second book was better this book was better than the first book um I think I was thinking of another one, but now Finley Donovan, I'm trying to remember what the second Finley Donovan is, but I think it's possible that that one was better than the first one. Maybe not. The first one's really fucking good. Um, but I just think it's interesting that maybe with like mystery series and it's definitely like modern mystery, like I'm not talking about like Agatha Christie or anything, but like modern mystery series, I feel like the second book is better because it's already established. Anyways, I love this so much. It was so good. I love the characters. Like I enjoyed the first one and I enjoyed the characters, but I enjoyed them way more in this book. Like they were way more themselves and you had such a, an idea of what was happening. It was just so good. Um, and I already know that like I am going to get to the fourth book and I am going to be devastated the way that everyone else was. Um, but in this one, someone pops up from Elizabeth's past and they're missing diamonds and there's like a bunch of things that are all connected that also have nothing to do with each other and yet they're kind of able to make everything connect and it's really fun um there's just so much charm and warmth with these books that makes them so good it's just like the characters are silly and they're real but they're old and so they're kind of like set in their ways and they're delightful and it's just it's just so so good Okay, so some of the quotes, I'm going to try to do like a read and pause situation. So if this sounds a little weird, that's why. Um, But there's this conversation about getting a dog and how she's too old to get a dog. Joyce is too old to get a dog. And Ron says, I'd outlive a dog through pure spite. We just sit on opposite corners of the room staring at each other and see who dies first. Um, (laughs) Not me. Uh, I just think Ron is hilarious. There's a situation where the police have to come to the hospital and they're like, you should catch the other guy, certainly. They said, yes, forgive us, Elizabeth. We haven't managed to crack the case in the nine seconds that we've been in the room. So you need us to look out for him, asked Joyce, like bodyguards? Hardly bodyguards, Joyce, says Elizabeth. We're guarding his body, says Ron. All right, bodyguards then, Ron, as you wish. Ron nods. Yep, I do wish. What can we do to calm you down? I'm already calm, shouts Ron. My mistake, says Elizabeth. I think Ron's my favorite character. He's so fucking funny. What is it with men and handsome? Wouldn't you rather be kind and clever and funny and brave than handsome? No, says Ron. Okay, let's say for a moment that you're right, Elizabeth. That usually saves time, says Ron. Your pal Joyce, she was after buying a dog? The thing Stephen remembered. No, dear, on hold while everyone's being shot, I think. Time and place, agrees Stephen. (laughs) And then there was also this conversation that I highlighted, but it's like probably the whole page, where... Um, they're talking about how some people are the weather and some people are the people that control the weather. And, um, 
somebody was talking about how they were on vacation and they were going to Venice and her husband wanted to just like fly by the seat of their pants and just like blow wherever the wind took them but she knew that if he didn't get to see certain things like it wouldn't have been a good trip for him so she spent like the two weeks before their trip like researching so that she was able to know exactly where to go and exactly like had a mental map in her brain of everything and so for him it was like this really nice fun spontaneous trip but like she's the plan and so she planned the fun and like um things go well for people it's like that tiktok that's like um my husband just goes with the flow and then it's like i'm the flow like i i'm the flow <laughs> like it's not you know something that you're just able to do because no one else like if you're able to go with the flow then that means that someone else is controlling you and they're they're managing your flow anyways i really love it it's amazing I am so excited to get to the next one. I already have it. I'm ready to go. I'm just reading another book right now, so I'm like on hold, but it's just so cozy. I love it so much. Next, I read The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset by Annie Lyons. This is just a random book that I added to my anticipated five stars list, in part because the cover looks really cheery, and I did end up giving it four stars, but the freaking cover is misleading this book is so depressing in a lot of ways there were a few times that I thought about dnfing it because I was like good lord does this get any better like it's about this woman who's in her 80s she lives alone in the house that she has was like born grew up in whatever um and she wants to end her life she wants to go to Switzerland and die in a facility that will allow it so she is prepping for that and then in the meantime there's this family that moves in next door that has a little girl and she attaches herself to Eudora and she like kind of pulls her back into the world and it was really hard to enjoy because so many bad things happen to her and I really hate reading books about people that are suffering But I got to a point where I realized like there are probably some people that this amount of bad things have happened to them and they're just like alone in the world and that made me really sad but it also forced me to finish the book. Um, There are also flashbacks every chapter which it's necessary for the story to tell you like what happened but it was my least favorite part because it took place in like the 40s or the 60s or whatever Um, and I didn't fully enjoy the story in that timeline I understood like I needed to know what happened obviously but um I just more enjoyed the present timeline um and the ending was really really good it made me cry and I do not cry that often in books um and I still haven't read a man called Ove Ove Ave whatever but it seems like that that book is probably very similar to this book so now I'm like a little hesitant to read that because I think it's going to make me very emotional but I did really love this I think if I weren't so bored and the flashbacks which again were important I think I probably would have given this five stars I feel like it's it's an honorary five star Then I read Flying Solo by Linda Holmes. A few days ago, it occurred to me that I hadn't listened to an audiobook in a while. So I ended up looking up a bunch of Julia Whalen books. She is like the VIP of audio narration and I want to enjoy my listening experience. I like wanted to enjoy my listening experience. So I just downloaded a bunch of them and um, I wanted to get a feel of you know, if I like them or not, they were all random and like nothing that I had plans to read. And I don't think I've ever paid any attention to this book or really seen this book. I read Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes and I liked it just fine. I probably gave it like three or four stars and I figured I probably would like this. It was so delightful. It's about this woman who is cleaning out her great aunt's house after she dies and she comes across a bunch of stuff that like Nobody wants this, like, all, like, just old junk. But she comes across this, like, old wooden decoy duck. And it's, like, hidden. And so it's kind of, like, 
why was this hidden? Like, what is the significance of this duck? And she's really not sure what it's worth. And like, there's all this and there's like all these mysteries that kind of unfold. And it was so entertaining. And it has like a little bit of a found family element. Um, But most of the characters have like been in their lives for like many years. But it was just like really cozy the way they all like mesh together. And there's like a bit of a romance, but it's not shoved down your throat. And so that's easy to enjoy. And I think I remember that from the Evie Drake book that it was romance, but that's not like the driving genre. Um, And I really liked the silliness and like the heart and just like there's like a non-traditional ending. And I just thought it was such a great little cozy, sweet book. Um, And I gave it five stars. Um, and then there's also this part where her brother is like saying he's just like the sum of all white men and people confuse him for people all the time. And he was, he says something that's like, people always tell me I look like the guy from Suits, you know, that Meg, that show Meghan Markle was on. And what's funny is there are two guys on Suits and you could kind of see how like a standard white dude could be confused for both guys. Cause both guys on Suits are kind of like standard white dudes. And I just thought that was like particularly fun because we're watching Suits right now. So I really enjoyed that. And then the last book I read was The Last Summer at the Golden Hotel by Alyssa Friedland. This was another book that was narrated by Julia Whalen. I really hope that bitch gets paid by the millions for how well she is at getting people to listen to books because she is the first person I type into an audio. Like when I am like, I want to listen to an audiobook. I don't know what I want to listen to. I type her fucking name in. Like, she is that that bitch. Um, I happened to listen to it in all of, like, two days because I was working on decorations and stuff for Ada's birthday party, which turned out so freaking cute. Her mom almost cried. She almost cried. It was so it was so good. I, I was, like, doing all this stuff, and I was like, God, I really hope this is worth it. And then, like, them being so excited and so happy, I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, anyways, the book is about these two families that own a hotel together, and it's been struggling, and the family families have a bunch of drama internally as well as with each other and they're trying to figure out the fate of the hotel and it's another non-traditional ending and I really really loved it it had like the right amount of fun banter and wholesome family silliness family togetherness um and I really love the idea of two families owning hotel and growing up in the hotel and all the sorts of traditions that come out of that my mom's really really big extended family used to get a hotel on New Year's Eve every year and we would have like a banquet room and the kids would all run around and play tag and hide and go seek and swim in the pool and it was such a fucking blast and I can only imagine what it would be like growing up in a hotel um like spending all of your summers there and things like that I bet it was so so fun and I loved all of the drama and the family vibes and it's just a very basic general fiction book but it was five stars for me because I really had a fun time with it. So those are all of the books that I read in February. Again not very much but it was almost 10 and 10 is kind of my goal for every month um, and I read fucking like 17 last month so I think it's perfectly fine I am on par with where I'm supposed to be with my reading I would really like to read more this month so I need to just kind of stop bullshitting and like actually read but you know whatever um and yeah I'm reading Project Hail Mary right now it's fantastic I've already gotten emotional multiple times I know I'm gonna fall like a fucking baby and I'm not ready um and I'm reading With My Little Eye I think by Jocelyn Jackson and that's like okay I kind of want to push through because the character is 42 and that's one of the prompts for the pop sugar reading challenge and like I think my chances of stumbling on another character that's 42 are like very slim I could read one that is listed in the challenge thing on goodreads but like I don't 
think that I want to try to do that since this one's already, I'm already like almost halfway through. So I feel like I just need to push through. Um, but I think I will probably continue with the Georgia, whatever, Georgia Harrison series, um, and read another one of her books next month. And then I have so many books on my library card. I have Trust of the Emerald Sea, which looks like a fun time. I have the next Thursday Murder Club book, which I definitely want to read. I I have, um, what else do I have? I have All of Us Villains, which I just heard someone who I align with sort of on some books gave it a good review. I have Dead of Winter that I want to read. I have, what else do I have? I also am getting two books for Book of the Month March, which is not good because I also got two books for fucking February. Um, I got two for February because it's my birthday month and there's no hope of me reading the the other one I got because it's so fucking big. Um, but I got two books for March because if you're a book BFF, which is like, I think when you get book of the month, 12 months in a row or something, I don't know. Um, when you're a book BFF, you also get one of their finalists. So they do like an award at the end of the year for like the best book and you can pick one of the like top five or something. And so I'm getting one of those for free as well as my book for March. So I'm getting two books for March. I'm getting The Wishing Game. That was the finalist. And then I'm also getting uh, Listen for the Lie. There were a couple books that I wanted to get. There was Listen for the Lie and then there was another one that I was, I debated on, but I didn't get it and I can't remember what it was. So it's not that important. Oh, there's one that's like for, like you kill for me, I kill for you or something. And it's like these two people that like are going to kill the other person's problem or whatever so that they're not guilty. And I actually think there was a third one that I was interested in. So uh, we'll see. I always try to hedge my bets based on the one I think I could potentially read again because I'm getting a hardback book and those are really nice. So I want to make sure I enjoy what I'm getting. Um, So yeah, I do think because I have so many books um, from the library, I might do like a try a chapter or something like that where I like try to read a chapter of each book and kind of gauge my enjoyment of them um but yeah so hopefully I read a little bit more in the month of March I'm not like super stressing about it um but I do I am trying to just like adjust especially because like for Lent I gave up um I almost said I gave up reading. That is so funny. I gave up social media for Lent. And so I feel like my time management should be a little bit better and I should be able to read more. But it's kind of turned into like me just like watching TV more, I feel like, um, which is also fine. But um, I do want to try to read a little bit more in March and like kind of get back to that the way I was in January because I feel like I did a really good job in January um but it is Titi's birthday month and so I feel like that is like a thing and then like Easter is this month St. Patrick's Day is this month uh we have spring break which actually I totally forgot about that that might help or hurt my situation because we have spring break and um the kids will be going out of town and we will be home so I forgot all about that that actually might help my situation but it also might hurt my situation. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, until next time, friends. Ciao.